Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Take me to the king. I, uh, I, really, love, I really love that. Uh, I really love that song. Yeah. Very profound. Um, and, you know, the Hebrew writer says, you know what? <laughs> you do not be taken there. Just approach it. Approach the throne, what? Boldly. Let me see daddy right now. While the angels are worshiping God and everything else, I'm saying holy, holy, holy. Then we as adopted son of God, we walk in and say, all by father. And when we walk in and we don't quite know what to do, then the Holy Spirit said, I got it from here. <laughs> and I take the words that you say and I just give it to the father and they say, here's what you're trying to say in these troubled times. And indeed, we are in some very troubled times, and um, that's why we, as we go back to um, what we're going to talk about today, when we talk about the whole idea of behold the righteous, um, Hebrews 10:38, and it's really one verse, and I have a put a mental, um, put a mental person uh, to walk through the door. You won't hear him come to the door, whatever the case may be. But the mental person's name, Moses. And the mental person will come up to me and tap me on the back and say, okay, Moses, let my people go. <laughs> so I won't hold you. I want my, my intention is to get over to you what God has laid on my heart. And I trust that the time I spent with the Lord that you get what I what he spoke to my heart about. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for uh, the song. Thank you for where we are. Thank you for your word. We look at, a Hebrew, at Hebrews in a verse that's very, very uh, common. And Lord, we want to go back through that verse and really look at the verse and what it's really saying. And so, Lord, we want to do it without misrepresenting the thought in you. And may we uh, see ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. Um, as we talk about this, this whole, whole thing about um, uh, now the just shall live by what? If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. It says the just shall live by faith. I think that that's very important to uh, to see that, and we'll be taking this apart too, um, because just those few words, these few words, we'll be dealing with right here, right there, right there. The just shall live by faith, and as we take these words apart, I want us to actually look at what the verse is saying. Check it out. So. Uh, but in our uh, int introductory, uh, we, we talk about the fact that uh, in this rapidly changing world, we need to be ready to adapt without compromise to the new normal with the intention of making an eternal impact without yielding to the temporal influence of this present age. There's over, I don't know whether you've heard this, but I heard the statistics over Moody, over right now, 60 million Christians being under tremendous pressure and under crucifixion right now. 
60 million. They don't show that on the news all over. 60 million. Um, we're in very troubled times, economical times, sociological times. All type of things are going on. And uh, when it was fair to me about Jonathan not being able to speak because of the Wilson disease, that's a, a liver disease, and I was, I was trying to figure out how the liver affect his speech. I don't know, but all I'm saying is that. Thank you, Donna. The toxin that does not break down, it affects the neurological status of the individual. It affects your brain, and uh, it shuts you down. We want to remember him, but we're hit with all of this. And this morning, I want to deal with these words, and I want you to listen carefully as we go through it. Um, see if we, uh, this, this is moving here. See, uh, I've had one of these, uh, one of these unique days. Yeah, so bear with me, and uh, but I'm going to get through it. <laughs> I always had Plan B, but I always wanted to focus this for for you all to, to see. But I have my notes written out. But uh, yeah, but it's kind of a, on the on the stuck side. Okay, let's see what we have. What's happening, Josh? Okay, there are three major thoughts that I would, uh, that, would uh, that I would, would really like for us to consider without this, uh, uh, consider out of this verse and ask ourselves three questions in the process. Here are the three questions. One, what is it? The next? And? The how. Three simple questions. The who? The what? And how? Here we go. When we go with the whole idea of um, the who, the what, and the how, first confirming the person, the just. That's the who. It says the just shall live by faith. The who? The just. The who? The just shall live by faith. That makes you a very exclusive uh, person. Uh, you are in an exclusive group. And when we talk about this, this thing, about this, this deals with the who. When we talk about this whole idea of, of the just you live by faith, then there's something that we need to keep, keep in mind. And, and that is um, question number one, because here's, remember, there's three questions. Then here's the first question. Question number one, am I just, am I righteous? Do you consider yourself just you should be able to answer that in a second. You shouldn't have to answer. You should not have to hesitate on that. Am I just? It says, the just shall live by faith. You are the who. So when I say the just shall live by faith, then the question is, who are you? Oh, you know, I, yeah, I went to the movie and saw the Black Panther and, uh, and all the dynamics of it and, and and the tribal identities and all these other things, and they ask the question, "Who are you?" But it's nothing new under the sun. That's what they ask. That's what they ask um, 
John the Baptist, who are you? No. Uh, that's what they asked Jesus, who are you? See. But sooner or later, you need to make you make, need to be able to answer the question, who are you? And you should say emphatically, I am the just. Now, whether you understand that or not, that's who I am. Because if you don't know who you are, it's going to affect what you do and how you think. Who are you? I'm the just. And God says, and he's speaking to you, God has spent too much for you not to know who you are. It's for you to be on the police force and they ask you, well, who are you? You know, you have a, have a job um, working, working on any particular job here, Doug, as a, as a technician at his particular job or, or whoever you are. They say, well, what do you do? Who are you? And you stand up to do it. I don't know. Then why are you here? Why are you talking to me if you don't know who you are? Why are you into this mess and talking all of this, 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 this stuff and you don't really know who you are? The first thing you should say is, I am the just. Let me prove it. Every just person has been judicially cleared and declared righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. That's who I am. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, not one. For as one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous or just. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is clear. For the just, the righteous, shall live by faith. I'm not expecting anybody else. Buddha, the followers there, I'm not expecting them. They can do all of these other things. I'm not expecting them to live by the faith in the Son of God. Only we who are the just and the just have been, have been uh, saved through the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if you don't know that, if you have not walked in that, and if you have, do not present yourself in that, you'll find yourself wavering. You'll find yourself wavering in your prayers and wavering in, in conversations. Take them back to the foundation. This is, see, people, here's what I'm, I'm finding. I'm finding that conversations lack absolutes, abstracts, not absolutes. The moment you start nailing them to absolutes, they don't have answers. That's why we have so many philosophers. And philosophers are those who are quantitatively putting together a whole lot of thoughts and come up with these particular thoughts and folks say, whoa, that's deep. And then they take your stuff, you take your stuff and put it on, on Facebook and you get a hundred likes because you put this philosophy on Facebook and they say, whoa, phew, that's deep. But let a just person put something on, get, get them, let them say something on, on Facebook that has eternal significance that will make a difference in their lives. You know, 
I'm talking to I've been talking to a, a couple that have been having problems, and now uh, they've I've told you people have had about 17 years of problem of a marriage, and they've had problems for the whole time. For the first time, they've had closure, and so I begin to space them out. Now it's not not every week. Now it's every other week. We're going to push them out to a month, and they said, "Hey, you you trying to think, you you know?" And they said, "You know what?" Said. Um, we want to come to your church. I said, well, let me explain about our church and everything else. He said, listen carefully. We don't care about the size. We don't care about the choir. We don't care about any. Listen carefully. The reason that our marriage is together is that when you stood up there and taught us the word and what it's doing to our family and to us, I want to come to hear the word of God. It says, it says we're, I said, we're going to tell you, we're going to come. I said, our whole family will come on Sunday. We don't care how many people are there. It says, we are going to be there to worship with you because we want to hear the word. Never be embarrassed for who you are. The just. And when you are the just, haven't done all, you stand. That is, that is so critical. You know what, what happens when you, you, you realize what, who you are? We, and that's not being arrogant either. You, you, you find that when you are, when you recognize that you are the just, it's because, it's just because God loved you. And he gave his son for you. And you have access to the throne of grace. He has given you a name, a destiny, a hope. And the young lady was saying, I'm, I'm getting ready to, I want to start a project. She said, what? said, all, all of these um, single women, they, they have to come to me for, uh, for counseling because she's very outgoing. She said, and I, they're hurting. And they, she went on to explain all the things that was going on. I said, but there's one thing that, and that, and all of the, that group that's speaking, I said, there's one thing that's not happening. I said, what's that? I said, in all of the talking, I think that you can put this little drop in there. She said, what is it? I said, they've been talking about their problems and everything else. I said, you come to them with hope. You talk to them on the position of hope for whatever their circumstances are. Because at one point, you were in a hopeless situation. But because you are the just, and you listen to God, and there's a difference in your life, now you in turn, you're able to help others. The just shall live by faith. Question, who are you? Who are you? I'm the just. I'm the just. See, see so be careful. I remember there's a message that said, are you in? <laughs> you know, and uh, when Brother Sterling mentioned my father, are you in? If you're in, then the next word is, what are you doing? See, if you say, I am the just, okay, that's, that's your label. But whatever God creates, he expected to, uh, to flourish. If you have not been declared by God righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, Christ, rather, all of your works of righteousness in God's eyes are considered filthy rags. 
We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteousness deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our, our iniquity is like the wind that take us away. Not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of the generation of the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Timothy 3, 5. So with, with that said then, clarifying the practice. Shall live. What is it? Shall live. This deals with the what. If, if I know what the who is, then now, what is the what? It says, the just shall live. And in my sanctified imagination, uh, I hear Moses coming through the door, so let me hear him. These generations of Noah, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. Noah, what did he do? This was before the law. This was before Moses. Mo get this now. He walked with God. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does righteousness has been born of him. Everyone, this word does mean everyone who practice righteousness. Now, there are times when we have our struggles. I understand that. Why do you think, why do you think Romans 7 is put there? Or Paul put that there because he's, he's showing you a parallel. Paul is saying, he said, listen, if you're trying to talk about a person who knows and understands, says, if Paul was here, he'll tell you, I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees. I've studied under Gamaliel. I'm a person who knows the law back and forth. I'm the one that Jesus Christ stopped me on the road, and I said, who are you, Lord? And he says, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute without me? I'm that person. I'm the one who's been zealous for the Lord. I know it. The Holy Spirit have talked to through me and walking through me. But he says, here's what's going on inside of my life. Every time that I want to do right, Mr. Do-Right is fighting Mr. Do-Wrong at the same time. And every time I want to do right, I know that the law is good. I know that God is good. There's nothing wrong with the law. The law is perfect. But every time I want to do it, then I have the flesh that, I, that stuck to me until the day I die that keeps fighting me. And so I'm fighting back and forth through the, through the whole process. He said, but there's another element. I found out that Jesus makes the difference. And because Jesus makes the difference, then I understand the law. I appreciate the law. I can fulfill the law. But I know that there will always be a struggle in me. But praise God, I know who I am through Jesus Christ. Uh, simplified by Don Rackett. But that's, he had a struggle. Every one of us, I don't know what it is, every one of us is dealing with a struggle. It could be temper, it could be um, um, self-evaluation, it could be, I don't know, I'm not going to listen because you say, he didn't, he didn't hit my list, so praise God, keep on preaching. So you know what you're struggling with. 
All I'm saying that all of us is dealing with a struggle. Don't let that bend you out of shape. For you see, if you if you say you're just, then you just keep on walking and living a lifestyle that's honoring to the Lord. For the just shall what live. The just shall live. Note. In 1 John 3, 5, this word you know, this word know is used 35 times in, in chapter 3 and 5 of 1 John. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does righteousness has been what? Born of God. Everyone who does not talk about it. If you're in, you're doing it. You can't be in and hanging out in the clubs. You can't be in and hanging around and talking among filthy people with filthy mouths and talking about you doing evangelism. And never said Jesus anywhere. The just shall live by faith. Our lifestyle. When a person looks at you or me, what do they think? What are they saying? And please don't use the, the defensive. Well, people are judgmatic. Yeah, people judge. Matter of fact, each one of us judge. Each one of us have a little folder that we have on each other. When we think about a name, we pull up that folder and everything in that, in that folder. See, The question is, What's in the folder about you? And is what in the, fo in the folder true about you? Are you just and are you living a righteous life? Observation. The just should live by faith. Not could, should, might, can, but. But, but, get this now. Can, but shall. In, there's an emphatic, the just shall live by faith. There's no conditionals. It's an absolute. If I'm washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, then God says, if you're in my family, you will live. This is how you live. You can't help but live in this way. And every time you find yourself not doing it, then, you, then the Holy Spirit convicts you. One of the individuals that was uh, under counseling said, I was, said, my, I come from a family that has a potty mouth. I find myself cussing every, every now and then. He says, and sometimes I don't even know it, and they bring, bring it to my attention. He says, now when I, when, I, when I hear it, it says, it hurts me. And, and I really, and I say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I say, that's a good sign. At least you're putting it on the table. Because if we, what, confess our sins, he's what, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and do what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is foundational principle for those who know God. So our level of maturity will dictate the effectiveness of our lifestyle mentally, physically, and emotionally. I've been crucified with Christ. You've seen that verse. It is no longer I. Uh, 
It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When you have a chance, take that verse and take all of the pronouns. First you have the eyes. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, what? I live. But yet not I. But who? Christ lived me. And the life that what? I live is by what? Faith in the Son of God. Then you, then you take one of the things that's so important to all of us, the me. All of us love us some me, right? <laughs> then you go back and you look for some me's and you start finding the, the life that lives in who? Me. That takes out the selfishness, lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the face of the Son of God who what? Loves me and gave himself for me. The I and the me. I am crucified with Christ. That's how you are. When you're living a righteous life, you begin to think that. Guess what? People won't do, do not want to talk or walk around people like that. It's not that you're talking it every minute. It's just that it's the type of atmosphere that you, you live in. That this is not tolerated. This, if Jesus Christ was here, you wouldn't do that. If Jesus Christ was here, you wouldn't do that. It doesn't make God look good. I know I, I praise the Lord for, and I, and I say this, and I talk to my son about it. My, my son is a comedian, and he really had those folks laughing. But I sat down and listened to him, and I was laughing. And I, I listened to all the times that he said, oh, Jesus. And he would do it, and, and, and when he would say that, Lord, Jesus. And I heard it from a different perspective. I used to be, and I think I told you before, one of my presentations with Kilroy would have Kilroy on the phone talking to Jesus. And, um, and the way it was going on, people were laughing and said it was funny. You know what was funny? You know what the real hooker was? Every time I said Jesus, Every time I said Jesus, they laughed. I stood there. After I finished, I, I stood there and I said, Lord, I'll never, I will never use your name in conjunction with a laugh again. Who are you? I'm the just. And being the just... I'll never take my Lord and lay it before anyone, whether it's saints or sinners. I don't want you to laugh. I don't need you to laugh. If it means taking care of him, burning him, fine. He's nothing but wood anyway. The whole idea is that is it so important for people to laugh than to lift Jesus up? And that's why it says, the just. Who are you, the just? What are you doing? I'm living. I'm living. This is how I live. You want to laugh? That's okay. Because it won't be long before Jesus Christ will come. 
the next thing on the agenda, it can happen by the time I finish, the next thing on the agenda is the rapture. They talk about the rapture so much, it's, it's ridiculous. They're talking, well, I'm sorry, not ridiculous, but it's really profound. It's over and over. They're talking about the rapture. If, if Jesus might come even today, may Jesus be put in a proper perspective as I talk to you. I love him. And may that be on your hearts also. All the other uh, identities of who you are, that's cool, but it's limited. Time will wipe it out. Um, affirming his position by faith. This deals with the how. I see Moses coming through the door. You can't see him, but I see him. Get ready to tap me. So let me go through it. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. But without faith it's impossible to please God. For, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In my mind's eye, there are a crowd of witnesses standing in line to testify about the righteous. If, if they were here this morning, they would take up all the time. The first person that would come up on, on the board would be Abel. They had the song, None But the Righteous Shall See God. Abel says, Here's the way God said we ought to do um, the offering, and I've decided to do it. My brother killed me. But his name was written down in Hebrews. As one of the heroes, heroes of faith. It's, it's all started in Genesis. Abel, Abel. Noah. Noah, God told him, and boy, um, he was building a thing for 100 years on, on something that folks have never seen. And water that they have never uh, witnessed. Not in that magnitude. And yet still God said, he says, I believe it and I'm going to work on that. The just still live by faith. Enoch. Not too many folks know about Enoch. The only one thing that we know is that Enoch walked with God. And on an ordinary day. Where is he? <laughs> He's home. I'm home now. <laughs> Enoch. Abraham. 75 years old. And after leaving his land... Going from the, what they call the Crustacea, from where he was, the land of Ur, and he crossed over and going through all that he went through. And God promised him when he was 75 years old that he would have a son. And then, guess what? When he was 100, he finally had the son. Wait 20 years now that he's 20 years old around that time. And the Lord says, I want you to take your son and offer him. Guess it's not the Lord even made it, made it tough for him. Your only son... The one that you love and offer him up as a sacrifice. Number one, was he your only son? No, there was Ishmael. He says, but your only son of promise. Your only son, offer him up as a sacrifice. And Abraham did not bargain with God. Got up and took his son 
And, and this is how the just shall live by faith. He said, because he trusted God. That if, if I take my son's he takes my son's life, I know he's going to get him back up. He's the God of the impossible. You should see Sarah, good looking woman. But had a baby at her old age, had the child, wait 20 years, had the son. We have all of these things going on. Guess what? God did it. So if God says, I want it, I realize one thing in walking with God. I need to give it up. Then Isaac, Isaac learned from Abraham. And Isaac passed on the promise from Abraham. And Isaac gave it to Jacob. And Jacob would begin to, because of the food, of course, he, he wanted to, to give it uh, to Ishmael. And that little sneaky thing going on in that area. But, but Jacob, it finally got to Jacob. And, and Jacob, he took it. And Jacob, we find Joseph. Each one of those who took a hold of the mantle, each one who took the baton, each one had to go through something, every yes. different experience. And God says, I'm writing this down because you're going to go through some things and you're going to get discouraged and you're going to get this, very frustrated. But let me tell you something. You got a crowd of witnesses hit on every economical and sociological level. But let me tell you something. The just shall live by faith. Moses and the witnesses go on, and all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not, get this now, did not receive the promise, and that should be of God. God, God having provided something better for who? Us. I'm sorry, let me go back. It says, God have received a promise for us, that they should not be made perfect, mature, Apart from us. All of these folks here. All they went through. All of the promises. And all what they were waiting for. God says hold up. I'm waiting for the church of God. The Gentiles. That don't know me. And that's why. I say who are you? He was waiting for you. To be put in that crowd. But if you're in the crowd, you better walk like them. Right. Or oh, you're going to have problems. But God was waiting for you and planned that it would not be complete without you. And so as we close this morning, yes, the just shall live by faith. And since the just shall live by faith, there's one last thing. Who are you? We walk out of this, this church, and let me tell you something. I've, um, I've lived through a number of errors, a number of presidents, a number of situations. I'll take 30, try to, almost 30 seconds on this. One was, um, um, this has, has nothing to do with the... Um, a marriage, but I think, but uh, that was when they had afros uh, and everything else during that time, and um, uh, and they were going um, bang bang Ugawa Black Power. You know what they were saying to us? If you do not have an afro, we will shoot you. 
I went to the barber shop and I said, cut my hair down. I didn't wear an afro anyway, but I, just, I, want, a, I want a lower haircut. I refuse to let the present situation dictate who I am in Jesus Christ. Amen. And guess what? That era has passed. I've seen so many different eras pass. But only what you do for Christ will last. I trust you here. The just shall live by faith. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for, your, for the patience. And, and I pray, Lord, that they invite, take in, and remember who they are. I don't know what this week will offer. I don't know what the things that they're going through. But let them understand they have been chosen. They have been bought with a price. They are special. You require them to live a certain way. And they are to live that certain way by faith. And faith have a tendency to take us to hard places. But bring us out. Glorifying your name. Help us, Lord. Wherever we go to take our A game. To make you look good. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Amen.